Hi, this is Rainy G with the Holistic Health Hotline. We have not been here for several days because the website that we use to broadcast these podcasts has been going through reconstruction and uh, has been down quite a lot. And every single time, my timing is perfect, that I wanted to upload something, they would be down and, and doing maintenance, and I couldn't do it. And by the time I got back, um, they were that down again. So it just hasn't been working out right. Timing is everything, isn't it? Timing is also critical when it comes to the big C word, and that's what we're going to talk about today is cancer. There's all kinds of cancers. Everybody knows that. If you have read book two, you know how I feel about cancer, and you know what cancer truly is. But for those who are still confused or dealing with it with someone in their lives or dealing with it yourself, um, it's a word that uh, I choose not to accept. Cancer is a, a word, of course, but it's used in the Western medical profession as a diagnosis for big business, and um, big business including pharmaceutical companies and invasive so-called cures that don't cure anything. And most of us know that. Now, I do have friends who are cancer survivors who have gone the Western medical route of surgery and um, radiation and chemotherapy, but they're the exception. They are not um, the regular course that happens with these, these things. So we're going to talk a little about it because I think people are fearful of it. I know that um, I was up in Buffalo for my kids' graduation and um, some of the friends who came to the graduation party said, can you look at my eyes and tell me, do I have cancer? And my, I didn't look at their eyes. My question was, why would they even be worried that they had cancer? Um, and, and the only thing they can come up with is, is that that's their main fear, that someday they will have cancer and, and they're fearful of it. So they want to make sure that they catch it ahead of time. Um, okay, that's a possibility. You can catch the symptoms of cancer ahead of time, uh, or at least early enough, um, because there are ways, you know, like with breast cancer, you can find lumps and <clears throat> with uh, prostate cancer, you know what's going on if you're urinating incorrectly or too much or not enough or whatever. There's lots of things that can give you the symptoms of cancer early enough. Colon cancer, people don't catch early enough, that's for sure, because they think that bowel movements are supposed to be sporadic and chopped up and different colors all the time, depending on what you eat, rather than watching what the norm should be and checking for things um, that look abnormal and then watching the course of action around those. But cancer itself is, is a way that the body tries to heal itself when we have not listened to anything that the body's been telling us and when our immune systems are so depleted from stress or acids or acid in the food or the water or um, trauma or emotional trauma, emotional fears, um, food that we're eating that's toxic, water, toxic uh, chemicals in the water that we're bathing in and drinking, whatever. The body says, I'm not getting through to this person. The soul says, please try to because I have a job to do here. And unless this body is in perfect working order, I can't do that job. So the body panics. It's only here for one reason, this structure that we all judge by looking at each other. Um, and that's to harbor the soul. And you want to harbor that soul and its mission on earth in the best way that you can. So those of you who listen to this podcast, of course, do a lot of alternative medicine and holistic health um, things to try to keep yourself in balance. And those who are just starting to listen or haven't done the work know that when you're out of balance, you're not well. And uh, and when you're not well, you if you are coming from the wrong side of this fence, you'll go out and take a pill or, or a drink or something to make yourself feel better so that you will feel well or at least 
assume or pretend that you're well and in balance. And um, that's masking what's going on. It's masking the pain that God gave you as a gift if you have pain. And, uh, and when you mask those things, eventually, like I said, the soul gets kind of upset and says, you know, I, I have this stuff to do, and if, if you're not going to heal this body, I'm out of here. That's called death. So cancer is a proliferation of cells at a cellular level. Okay, and so what do doctors do when they find cancer? They go in and cut out all the parts that are proliferating, all the parts that are creating more cells. Um, if it's in the lymph glands or the breast or wherever it is or the lung or the colon, they cut it out. And then they radiate it and use chemicals intravenously to kill whatever cancer cells are there. So what they're doing is they're killing the guys who are trying to make sure that the body stays alive. And that irony is not anything that most people understand. They're putting chemicals into your liver and your bloodstream to kill off cancer cells. When cancer cells are cells that are trying to reproduce themselves quickly because they know that the immune system is already depressed and there's things going on in the body that will kill it if they don't keep reproducing. Now, how much sense does that make? Not a whole lot, does it? So what do you do if you find out you have a lump or... Um, lung cancer or colon cancer. Well, the first thing you do is you sit down with someone you absolutely trust and you go through what you need to go through to get rid of the fear. Because the fear that you're feeling about cancer will cause more fear within the body and more proliferation of cells, which is called metast metast metastasization or whatever. It's when cancer metastasizes to other parts of the body because now your whole body is scared, scared to death. And so it spreads, this, this thing called cancer. All of this activity that is trying to save your life spreads all over your body. Um, and then you're given up, of course, as, as a lost cause, and, and there's nothing doctors can do. You don't run out and get surgery right away and then start chemotherapy, which is putting more chemicals into your overtaxed liver and the rest of your cells. And then radiation, which actually... Um, causes isotopes. It actually causes radioactive isotopes within your body and your, your organs, your cellular system, which will not allow it to heal under most conditions because you are depressing everything. You're killing the spleen, which is part of your immune system. You're dumping all that stuff into your colon, which is where your immune system really does most of its battles. Your liver, which is the major filter in your body for any kind of, of toxicity or attacking germs or chemicals or, or anything, um, has more than 500 jobs to begin with. You just gave it a 1,000 by adding all the chemicals and the radioactivity. Um, so you don't want to do that. You want to do the first step and get rid of the fear. Understand what cancer is first. And when you understand that and you can stop being fearful of it, then you start taking charge of your own health and of your body. And that's exactly what your body wanted you to do. You want to then move on to hydration. You want to make sure that your body is hydrated with chemical-free water, and you want it very hydrated. You want it to flush out all the bad stuff that's in there. You want the tissues and the cells to start healing from being hydrated. You know, it's like if you see a wilting plant. If you see, um, you know, we're, we're into spring and summer in most parts of the country now, so you, you might have hanging baskets or, or a vegetable garden like we do or whatever, and all of a sudden one of your plants is wilted. And right away people say, oh, it's dying. It looks like it died. And uh, you take the hose out and you water it and you wait a few hours and you find out it wasn't dead at all. It just needed to be hydrated. So your second step after fear is to hydrate your body. And not with tap water, not running around with, you know, buying 
um, bottled water from the big machine out in front of the Walmart or whatever, but finding good water. If you don't have a good water system in your house, I'm sorry that you don't. If you know somebody who does, run over with, you know, a bunch of glass jars or if you have to start with uh, the plastic bottles, run over and get water from them. Pay them 10 bucks and get them 50 gallons of water. Um, of good water and then use it to bathe in, use it to shower in. If that's not possible, at least get a filter on your shower so that you're not bathing in chlorine and, and chlorine byproducts and all the other 760 plus chemicals that are coming through your shower head because you're absorbing those within 30 seconds. You want to check if you are or not, go out and buy a $2.95 pool chemical checking kit. It's got a pH um, checker and a, and a chlorine checker. Okay, little flasks and tubes. And uh, go out and buy one of those and then fill a glass of water and put about six or eight drops of the chlorine checker fluid in there and it'll turn the color that shows you that your water is totally chlorinated or overchlorinated. And then fill another glass of water with the same tap and um, put your finger in it for about 10 seconds, spin it around in there and let your finger get nice and wet in the glass of water and then put those same 8 or 10 drops in and you'll see that there's no chlorine in the water because it's all in your body. That's how fast it absorbs through your finger. And people don't think about those things. So you're afraid of cancer or you think you have cancer or you've been diagnosed with cancer. Get rid of the fear and go to good water. The next thing you're going to do is watch everything you're eating of course, because you're trying to feed a healthy body and build a healthy body, not feed it toxicity. So what I see a lot of people do is they say, well, <clears throat> I know I'm supposed to eat well, so I'm not eating meat right now, and um, I'm having some salad sometimes, and um, I bought some of these things that I can just cook really quickly in the microwave. <clears throat> because I'm not feeling that well, I'm going to cook it in the microwave. Read the chapter in book two about microwaves and what they do to your food. You have killed every single nutrient in the food that you're trying to feed your body with by microwaving it, even for 10 seconds. Besides the fact that what's happening with the microwave when you're standing in the room. But even if you microwave your water, if you're heating up your tea or whatever, you, you have caused things to happen to the chemicals in the water that are not good for your body. If you're boiling your water, which a friend of mine told me in Buffalo this week she's doing, because she says, I want to spend the money on bottled water. So she said, I'm boiling water. I said, fine. So you're putting chlorine gas into your house and wondering why you have allergies and your kids breaking out in rashes and, and your cats died. You put chlorine gas in the house. And she was doing this all winter long while the house was sealed up up north where it gets very cold. Um, so you want to, you know, you want to get good water. If you can't get good water, if you absolutely can't afford it, then get the Young Living Therapeutic Oils and put a couple drops of lemon, um, Young Living's lemon oil or another oil that you might like, grapefruit or orange or whatever, into your glass of water so that it will kill off and attack most of the chemicals in the water. Let it sit in there for a while and then drink the glass of water. Okay, if that's what you need to do. Um, because you need to hydrate yourself. If you're uh, going out and buying food to try to, to, to use the right nutrients, check the boxes. If it says it's full of sugar, if it has any MSG in it whatsoever, which comes under four different names or even ten now, which you can find on in page two something, 221 or something like that, a book two, go and look at the labels on the food. And if any of those things are in there, don't buy them. Because MSG and all the byproducts of MSG, along with fluoride and the other stuff that is in the things that we're using at home, is what is attacking your cells and your body and making your body say, I have to make more cells quickly because this is killing me.
So you want to change those main three things first. If you can't get over the fear, talk to somebody who will help you do it. If you don't know how to hydrate yourself correctly, go on our website at earthwalk-usa and learn how to do it. Call up the crazy guy, Steve, and he hates it when I call him that, but he's a man is a maniac. He knows it. But he knows about water, so call him up and talk about water and what you can do in your instance to make sure that you have good water coming into the house for you and your family, that you're drinking good water, you're cooking with good water, you're bathing in good water. Um, and then check all of the labels on your foods. Don't microwave them. Get organic foods. Get fresh vegetables, fresh fruits. This is the perfect time of the year to heal yourself. And you don't mix those two. You don't mix fruits and vegetables. You have fruit in the morning. It cleanses the body out. It gets rid of um, a lot of the acids that have settled while you were sleeping. You wait at least an hour, preferably two, um, to let all that fruit do its work before you add protein. Um, you eat vegetables, but you don't eat vegetables with starches or meats. Well, you can eat them with meats, but don't eat them with starches. In other words, don't have french fries and, um, and asparagus. That doesn't make any sense. They not only cancel each other out, they cause a problem. You don't want to have meat and potatoes because meat is very acidic. It's very alkaline going into the body, very acidic because it takes so long to... to um, get digested, and adding the starch to that turns your body into a yeast factory that um, is an acidic yeast factory which acts like a magnet for every kind of bacteria and fungus and um, mold and, and germ that you can think of out there. It just acts like a nice sticky magnet, so you don't want to be doing that either. And then it, when you're talking about meats, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't eat meat, but I eat a lot of fish. Okay, well... The fish come from certain areas, all right? And I live in the South now, and people told me, well, I only I eat catfish that's pond-fed. Okay, that was supposed to be a good thing. I didn't know that. I didn't grow up here. So I tried some catfish. I didn't like it anyway. But, um, but then I started asking questions and more questions about these pond-fed catfish. And I said, where did the pond come from? Well, I channeled it off the, the, the branch of this river that goes down here and turns into this creek, and I channeled the water out of there. Okay, so now I go and look at the creek and where everything's getting channeled from and find out that it is very polluted with chemicals, so these pond-fed catfish are, are just chemical bombs that are eating off the bottom of this pond. Um, or I find out that they built a pond over a landfill because that was a space that was allowed to do that because we can't buy a lot of land anymore. We can build ponds, can we? Or the pond was always there and it's fed by rainwater. Well, okay, so what was dumped in the pond before you bought the property? I have no idea. Have you ever drudged the bottom? No. Have you ever checked to see with any kind of detection devices whatsoever what could be at the bottom of the pond or in the water? Have you checked the water? No. So it's okay to be eating the catfish out of the pond? I don't think so. Think about tuna and salmon and things like that. People think they're pretty safe. Cold water fishes usually are more safe, like swordfish, etc., because, think about it, they're way, way out in the ocean. We aren't dumping a lot way, way out in the ocean. But they're still not, not non-toxic. I mean, you know, there are um, flows, ebbs and flows of all the oceans and the rivers, and every bit of water on our planet moves and sometimes gets mixed with other water, um, sometimes more strongly during hurricane season or high-low pressure systems that are plaguing every part of the world. Um, and that churns up the bottom of the water, the bottom of the oceans, the bottom of the, the, um, the seas, and that stuff moves with, with the tides and comes into your area, your neighborhood, and is now in your water supply. So those of you who have well water who tell me, I have a well and I know my well is good because I had it checked last year. Well, how much do you think has seeped into your well since last year? 
or since yesterday, or five minutes from when you hear this, that well water changes all the time. Are there water systems for wells? Yes, there are. They're more expensive because the well water changes so drastically every day. But if you are concerned about not dying of cancer, this thing, this proliferation of cells, then you're going to do what it takes to make sure that you don't. A lot of people didn't die of cancer thousands of years ago because we didn't have the chemicals. They still ate terrible. They had wine and cheese parties, you know. They ate um, calves and, and bulls and snakes and all kinds of things to, to, um, to maintain their lives. Um, grapes, I mean, they just, they ate all kinds of things, didn't they? Some of the things they ate were perfectly right because some of them lived to be three or 400 years old because they ate that way. Other things weren't perfectly right, but they weren't full of chemicals, so their bodies adapted and did what they had to do to get rid of the acids. And for those who, who ate too much of it, who went on the wrong side of the fence and just were, were not moderate in any way whatsoever and never took care of the negative stuff that they were doing, then they did die young. So you, you go into the 1920s and 30s and 40s, and in all countries of the world, people are dying. When you get into the 40s, 50s, and 60s, that death rate quadrupled because now we started taking vaccinations for these for these diseases we added more synthetics to the foods we added chlorine to the water because it was excess left over after the wars because it was used to kill people in wars we added fluoride to our toothpaste which is a byproduct of aluminum the reason that we needed to do that is because we use so much of aluminum to make airplanes and ships and uh, guns and everything else during World War II and then the, the subsequent wars that that's the byproduct of aluminum is fluoride so what are we going to do with it we can't just dump it somebody will find out so let's say that it's good for your teeth and, and all these other things and put it in things it's not good for you so don't have it stop all those things just those three there are really ten steps to stopping cancer but I know most people don't do ten and if I tell you ten it gets overwhelming so I'll tell you three get rid of the fear change your water check your food. Then you can do the little things like aligning your spine and getting exercise and breathing right and doing the spiritual stuff that you need to do and blah, blah, blah. But basically, do those first three things and you have an 80% better chance of survival. With the cancer that you think you have in your body or you've been told that you have will reverse itself because there's no reason to proliferate cells anymore. And you can live a happy, long life. You'll change your lifestyle, which won't kill you. It's not a bad thing. You'll change your lifestyle, and you'll live longer, and you'll be healthier while you're living, and that's really what you're looking for, isn't it? <clears throat> now, for those who have survived cancer the other way, using the chemicals and the radiation, the reason that you probably did is because your immune system, one system was in a stronger state of being to begin with, and or the genetic value of your immune system was different than somebody else's and or you're living in a different place where the water was different, the food was different, your diet was different, um, you didn't have as much chlorine or your system in your little town didn't use chlorine, they used bacteria to clean the water, um, you didn't take as many showers as everybody else, you didn't soak in bathtubs, you didn't do the swimming pool stuff in the summer. I actually had somebody uh, review my book, if you want to call it that, and say, oh, it was all baloney because there's no way that she was going to live without taking her kids to the pool or living without a chlorinated pool. Which I, don't, I have not been in a chlorinated pool for years. My friend next door, um, two doors down, has a, has a saltwater pool. You don't have to have chlorine. 
you don't have to add the chemicals that come from the pharmaceutical companies and the chemical factories into your water and into your life. You don't have to do it. It's big business. Cancer is big business. It's huge. It's You have cancer policies out there that you can buy for hundreds of thousands of dollars is what it turns out to be it's in case you get cancer because everyone's so sure they will. Because we're in a society that has been told that we're leading up to everybody getting cancer of some kind because we believe that once you hear that word that you're dead and that you're going to die. And so we panic some more. We get really scared. We have no faith in anything, especially God. And we say, okay, do whatever you have to to get rid of it. And if it doesn't work, you'll die anyway, won't you? Um, so get rid of the fear. Let's start there. And move on from there then once you once you have overcome the cancer and move on from there to tell others and teach others what you've done. Don't charge for it. You can go and look for alternative cancer cures and breast cancer alternatives and Google all those things and you'll find websites where people are selling DVDs about the 10 steps they did or the 5 steps they did or the 3 things you need to do to uh, cure yourself of cancer. The cure for cancer is to know that it's not a disease in the first place, that there is a cause of the proliferation of cells in your body, and that cause is coming from an acidic, non-alkaline condition which has been growing for some time and has caused your, your organs to either dehydrate and become more acidic or has caused more dehydration in your body and has, has then caused your cells at their cellular level to say, these things are not thriving. I have to do something. And it will grow tumors. It will cause masses. It will just grow and grow and grow because you're not paying attention. You weren't listening. So start listening and um, get rid of the fear. Go for the water. Check the nutrients on all the labels. If you're troubled about the nutrients, you don't understand what you're reading, again, go to book two. I spent um, hours and hours helping you figure this stuff out in book two where you can actually read the pages. Take them. I've had people who have told me they've taken the book to the grocery store and all their favorite stuff they'll pick up and start reading and pretty soon they learn them. They learn what the masked words are where they've changed monosodium, monosodium glutamate MSG into four other words that are just kind of little byproducts of MSG, but they're still MSG, but it doesn't say MSG. It says, you know, phenylalkylene and all that kind of stuff, and, and they say, well, that's not MSG, so that's okay. Start learning what that stuff is, and, um, and take the list with you. Don't, if you don't want to take the book, just make a list of the top ten. Take them with you and check your cereals, check your baby food, check your milk, check your... your uh, your deli meats and where they come from, if they're coming from China, if anything in your house is coming from China, I don't care what it is, stop it. Stop buying from China. You'll see a tremendous change in the world once you do that. And um, and you and if you do what I'm telling you to, I can pretty much guarantee you that unless some weird hand of God comes down and decides you should have cancer, you won't. And if you do have cancer, it'll go away. That's how sure I am. I've had hundreds of clients who were supposed to be dead who are still alive today, and I hardly see them because they're healthy. They're gone. They're enjoying their lives. They don't need to come back. Um, I've only lost two in 40 years, so, and those two quit. <laughs> they didn't do what they were supposed to do. But for the rest of them, they did. They followed. They listened. They changed. They got strong. They got brave. They were not fearful, and they moved forward. That's cancer for today. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. We'll try to get back when, when they let us get back. 
and um, and keep you going. Thanks for listening. This is Rainy G.